Alright. So, welcome to the Three Dudes One Hoop Podcast, our inaugural fucking pod. I'm excited to get pumped, get hyped. I'm Mike Leva. I'm here in the room with my boy Benny. Hey. Very <laughs> <laughs> solid, good energy. I don't know how to say something. <laughs> and easy. What's good? What's good? And we got a whole little rundown for you today. We're going to first talk about Ben Simmons. You've heard the hot takes for the past, I don't know, couple of weeks. You've seen the garbage play. <laughs> I mean, basically the whole career, but... We'll, basically the whole fucking we'll, past we'll, four We'll years. talk about that. You've but, seen the Matisse Thibault miss free throws you've seen the, from, you've the seen pass, the outplay, <laughs> from the pass out of a dunk. I think, so. the, I think the only highlight that I still have stuck in my head is Ben Simmons passing out of a dunk. Yeah. I, so. I, I think that's what really, like... That's, that's why I brought up the Thibault free throws, because that was the only points they got from that, it was fucking that crazy. Yeah. isn't that a little bit sad when Thibault's yeah. so not afraid to score but he's afraid to as you can yeah. see we have a lot of opinions so uh you know we want to talk about where he's gonna go uh what he should do what situation will be best what Phil- what philly should do so let's kick let's get it going let's kick it off um i don't throw i don't throw it's easy first because i feel like Did we i feel like you have a very clear picture of what happened in that last game and kind of the moment yeah. of him passing out of that dunk can you just kind of go I mean, through that you're just watching every game. Yeah. And I always talk about it. Regular season, it's... Regular season, a lot of things work. Like, a lot of things work in the regular season. Like, we've yeah. seen teams win in the regular season that, like, they just look amazing. But then you start realizing, okay, regular season, great. Mm-hmm. We're going to playoffs. What's Ben Simmons have? Great defense. Fantastic defender. Arguably the defensive player of the year. Right. That's great. Plays... You can put him at the one to five. He can arguably guard one to five. Great. He can pass. Incredible passer. Great facilitator. No one's denying that. He has all the tools. He has all the tools. Yeah. He, he's your. He's a great player to have, but he cannot be your second or third, even third best player in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he could be your third depending on the roster you build. But he yeah. cannot be your second player making over thirty million a year. I mean, he was getting outplayed by the second and third string point guards on the team. Like, a rookie, right? Tyrese right. Maxey. Like, he was getting outplayed. This guy's been in the league four years. It was number one pick. Yeah. And, and if you look at the Hawks, guys like Kevin Herter were, were yeah, playing. Yeah, he was getting well. outplayed by every other guard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even speaking on that, like, even if you look at the Philly team itself, mm-hmm. you look at the top ten players. I, I was hearing um one of these spaces thing on Twitter with um, Wob. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's on Twitter, and somebody was saying that you look at the top ten players – like you say, like name me the top ten players on the Hawks and the Sixers in that series. I think I'm picking more Hawks players, yeah, than Sixers. Yeah, and like Ben Simmons is a great player again, but he cannot be your second option. He but, cannot score. But there's so there's an argument to be made, right? Because if you look at uh, the Hawks, they have great roster construction. We were talking about this the other day. Uh, but Philly, the, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, Ben Simmons doesn't mesh with Embiid. How can they play at the same time?" But if you're a great player, you're gonna figure it out. So that's like my thoughts on that. It's you know, if he's just supposed to be this great number one pick, who's all NBA, you know, defensive player of the year type of player, and hey, he just can't figure it out with Embiid. Even though they've tried everything with Embiid, putting him with a three point line, putting him inside, you know, whatever, they they can't figure it out. So I play, I put a lot of the blame on it on Simmons. I don't know about how you feel about that. Is is a lot of the blame on Simmons, or is that just Philadelphia no, fucking up? It's not all on him. I think like what happened to him in this in in the Hawk series was a combination of a whole bunch of different things just forming the perfect negative yeah. storm for Ben Simmons cuz number 1 he's he was overrated like he wasn't yes. he was never going to be That's fair. he was never going to be <laughs> a top underrated, 10 overrated 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 yeah. he was never going to be a top 10 15 player like mm-hmm. like people thought he was going to be when he came into the NBA Philly has not 
been a well-run franchise for a long time and then the coaching also let the team down like whether it was Brett Brown last year or mm-hmm. Doc Rivers especially this year which we should probably get into because I also think part yes. of that part of be- the failure of Ben Simmons this year was a little bit on Doc Rivers as well and then but what, just what, going what, off what, into what all of that what, what Doc what could have uh, he done Doc you know like what could have done done differently you know what i mean like what could he have done to put him in a better position or whatever like did did he fuck up like in terms of scheme or is it just like he didn't use him right i don't think doc tried anything different when things were going bad yeah okay like i didn't make adjustments when things were going bad doc didn't do anything like i was watching one of the games i don't remember which one it was and every time that dwight howard would come in for joel Embiid, it was chalked like because dwight howard played horrible in the series and it was like so there was there were times where i was thinking obviously like Doc obviously knows more than us, but like it's like at least try Ben at the five, like make Ben do something different that'll really get him engaged. Because I think a problem with Ben Simmons was that all the negative talk was getting to him. Like I think you can see that when he, at least I could see that when he was playing, that like the negative attention was really starting to hit him, and then he wasn't trying as hard. And he's not that type of player that he's just not gonna care what you say. He he doesn't have he just doesn't have that mentality, and that's fine. But I don't think the Sixers protected him well, and then. Uh, a way to get a player that you rely on heavily, the way you get him engaged when he's slumping or when he's just... It looked like he wasn't even trying sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is you just make him do something completely different. Like, you could play him at... I don't know if it would have worked, but you could at least play him at the five. You could try to play him at the five and then just have... You have Seth Curry. You could have... Um, who's the other one? Tobias Harris. You just let them run and spot up. And then he he, he likes... Because he liked... He said he liked being in the dunker spot. Yeah. That's the spot right next to the basket. Exactly. Yeah. You can have him play out of there. See what works. See what doesn't so, work. So, like... I agree. The only thing is that... It's playoffs. Yeah. The time to have experimented with Ben Simmons at the center position... That's why it's the problem. That's, was the regular that's, season. That's why I want to talk about Doc Rivers, too. Because right, in like, the regular season, they so, do shit. So... Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about Ben Simmons afterward a little bit, but Doc yeah. Rivers, he's not a coach that is known for making adjustments. Exactly. He's not an adjuster. He's not. Like, you can even go back to 2003. Like, with that Orlando Magic team that they had Tracy McGrady, that they were up 3-1, I've seen the highlights. I've seen the plays. He did not adjust. He was just not ready. And then you look at the Celtics team. He was blessed with a deep team. Like, a very deep team. And it was the perfect storm of, like, balance on that team. And not even just that. He had Tibbs as an assistant coach who literally preaches, like, random adjustments. I don't know how many different lineups on the Knicks I saw this season. I I saw a million. I saw a billion different lineups. Mm -hmm. So, like... And they outperformed, like, their expectations. 100%. Oh, easily. Well, well, I mean, they also had Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. You're talking about the Knicks, right? I was talking about the Knicks. Oh, yeah. yeah, Well, the Knicks definitely overperformed. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So Doc, I feel like Doc needs a lot. Doc yeah. needs a lot to yeah. go right for him to be yeah. able to coach a team to win because, and on top of that, in my own personal opinion, he's not a developer of like mm. talent. And like, even then, gonna, when he's had stacked that's, teams, that's look at the Clippers. That team should have won at least once. Agreed. In a way, that team was stacked. Yeah. bro. I mean, they never made it to the third round. So they never made it to the let alone, finals. Yeah. Forget about winning. They never made it to the finals. right. Yeah. So but that's why I think Philly let Ben Simmons down too. Is that you know yeah. they hired a guy like Doc. Who doesn't try anything different when things aren't going well? So he's not gonna. So in that case, like yeah. we say that that was a bad hire, but who would they have hired instead? I don't know. Like that. I, I think I actually think Doc was a good hire because that team was ready to win. Right. They had everything that... needed that you know a coach like Doc would need to succeed. So I think is if you look at like the his, the history of of Ben right. Simmons in terms of like like you were saying Brett Brown, I, I probably would have liked Kenny Atkinson to go yeah. there. See, but that feels more like a guy who is there to de- like what I was saying, develop yeah. the player, not. Yeah. 
take a team to a championship. And that's my point. He never had a coach that developed him because Brett Brown just let him Brett, do whatever he wanted. Because and it was such a losing it. culture there that they needed and to did, like. There's no accountability. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't that Heat culture. If you know, I'm wearing my 2011 Heat uh, culture shirt right now. <laughs> I hate defense. I hate him so much. All right. <laughs> but um, but it's, I mean, it's true. Like that's just, as much as we sit on you know Heat culture and that like mentality. I mean, it's true. Stuff, Philly, do, Philly they lacks don't have a culture. any culture of winning. They haven't had any in their history since like AI left, really. And, and even, even then, then, that was an anomaly. Yeah. So, you know, you need somebody that's going to build a culture. It's also Larry and Brown. Brett Brown. Larry Brown was the coach of that team too. Larry and Brown, guy, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we yeah. know Larry Brown. So. Yeah, like, he wasn't gonna, yeah, he wasn't gonna build that culture either. Yeah. But um, Brett Brown certainly didn't. And then they went to Doc. And so, you know, if you want to say that, not a lot of the blame. If you want to put some of the blame on, on the Philly organization, which they definitely deserve. Uh, Elton Brand yeah. and everybody else. No, no, no. Starting with you know. firing Sam Hinkie. That's a different and conversation. Sam Hinkie, too, because he was he put Di- him on the right track. Different yeah. conversation. That's a different pod, yeah. But that they should have never pod. fired Sam yeah, Hinkie. That is a different pod because I disagree. I think they sh- I don't think that culture, mm. if you're telling your players and your coaches that if you're, or at least your coach, obviously coaches and players never try to lose. Right. But like if they know that the intention of their bosses is that they're going to set you up for failure. Like, we want you to lose so that we get But I think he pick. succeeded because I don't think, you know... He succeeded in the sense that he got the picks. Like He, he got, got the assets. He was able to get the assets. They ruined they the assets. They never did anything with it. Well, and yeah. then who was the... They got Colangelo, I think it was? Yeah, Jerry or, Colangelo. Yeah. yeah. What was the draft pick he made that I, I forget? Before We'll shift back to Ben Simmons in a second, but yeah, I'm just trying yeah, to remember. Sam Hickey had just gotten fired. The draft was coming up. And they had a pick. And I'm pretty sure it was Mark... Was it Markel Fultz? Oh, it must have been Fultz. It must they picked Fultz? Yeah. Let's see, I'm going to look this up. I, I'm kind of curious. Like, what I'm I was, to remember. Like, but like what I was saying, like that culture doesn't... I don't think that's a good That's a good way to bring up players, especially rookies that you expect right. to be stars. Like you don't tell them... Like you're showing them how to lose. It's like at some point after years, they're just, you know, their motivation is going to be is gonna be a little... So I'll ask you this, and I'm not saying that losing deleted. is great. But like, where where has this gotten them? Because like, it's either losing or it's Brett Brown. Like in hindsight, no, like, obviously the, we know this. The process that process hasn't it hasn't worked. Right. So I'm saying that like, why not just let the GM that's actually running it fall like go through with like that process of like. Yeah. That's what I, he's he collecting all these finished. assets. He has a plan yes. in mind. Sure, it's a longer plan, and you probably are going to lose, and you don't want to lose, obviously, and that sucks for the young players that are there, and it sucks for the coach and everything, which is why they kept Brett Brown in the first place. Exactly. But you're firing a guy mid-process before he even sees it through. Like, yeah, this whole I, thing about like firing guys because like they don't get you where you want to be so quickly. Like, it, this guy clearly. Wanted a long-term plan. Yeah, but and look, Oklahoma City's doing the same thing. But I, and Sam Presti's also a genius. And, but, and I think the difference between <laughs> what Oklahoma City's doing and when Philly did it is that at least every year, at least in the past couple years when they started doing this, OKC has had some good established veteran leadership presence on that roster. Whether it was Chris Paul or Al Horford this year, they, you know they have oh. someone to carry them. Oh. Don't tell me Al Horford. He He's stopped a- playing midway through the season. Well, yeah, but that, that, that was like that was like a determined thing that he was not because right, he, but he like, knew he but they knew were, with the with the right. But like, I wouldn't say this season was like an emblem of them still trying. Mm. No, it's not them trying. It's 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 making sure the mindset of the young players on the team doesn't go to shit. Right, but like Al Horford wasn't even in the building. He wasn't no, there. No, <laughs> he he wasn't playing, but he was nope. still around the team. I don't think he was around the team. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was still on the team. He, he was, was around, around the team. Yeah, he was still around the team. 
But, but let's let's bring it back to Ben Simmons real quick yeah. this, on that on that mindset uh, topic because I think we all agree like they never cultivated a mindset in him to one improve because as we all know he's been the same player for the past like four or five years, right? Um, and they never brought anyone in like they didn't bring enough veterans in at the beginning. And if you want to talk about the process, you know, let him finish the process, sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, like this is what it wrought. Um, by the way, Colangelo picked Markel Fultz. That's what that was. That's what I thought. Yeah, and like yeah. yeah. I mean, he looked great, mm-hmm. but there was an argument yeah. for a couple other picks they could have done, especially yeah. knowing that Ben Simmons is an offensive player. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is injury prone. Mm-hmm. He may not always be there, so you're going to need a guy to carry an offense. And then yeah. he made like a burner, right? A burner account? He made a burner account. <laughs> yeah, he did. And then he got fired. <laughs> but, but, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, Ben Simmons' career almost mirrors like exactly the organization he was a part of because Philadelphia had all the assets and every opportunity to improve and create a winning culture and make and make a run at a championship and Ben Simmons on the other hand has all the tools and every resource because they catered to his every whim essentially right Uh, you know he didn't play for the first year and all that Um, they cared to him in every single way and he still didn't succeed so to go back to Ben Simmons uh, I guess we all know the faults in this game. He can't shoot. He doesn't. But like, do you believe the stuff about him not wanting to improve? Like, I think it's true. I don't said? think he wants to improve. Yeah, it's just if what they, he's shown. Like, yeah. right. It's hard to believe, right? Because like, to, be, to, to become an NBA player, like, you have to have a certain like mindset of you know, twenty four seven dedication to the sport to be able to make it professional, especially yeah. in the United States. Mm-hmm. But it's just what he's shown, right? It's just what he's right. shown over, over the last like, five years. He just hasn't gotten. There's better. just different scenarios where like you see him talk about certain things and like he can talk. But you got to do it. Yeah. There's just certain things like, one, he could have tried learning how to shoot, right? And, like, that's – you say that in general and, like, that's great. Has he really tried to change his shot in the four or five years that we've seen him Agreed. even shoot thing, a couple yeah. times? Look at Giannis. The guy's changed his shot a lot. And right. he's still not going in that – But he's trying he's, to he's do trying. something. He's shooting at least a respectable amount where you have to, like, be, you know, well, send somebody out there. He, not he even, can get hot and then you have to step up well, to him. It's not it. even just that. It's the yeah. fact that we've seen changes in his shot. Mm-hmm. Like, he's experimenting. He's doing right. something. He's trying to find his way. Yeah. I've never seen Ben Simmons yeah. try to do that. Not even just that. It starts with free throws. The way that there's, like, a trajectory where – the more you improve your free throw, the more likely it is that you're going to improve your field goal percentage and your three-point shot because your free throw is your form. That's your shot form. If you have a good form in the free throw line, you're going to improve over time. Mm-hmm. It's just the facts. And, bro, you can even see with other players. Russell Westbrook, for example. The guy had a pretty decent shooting percentage, field goal percentage. As his free throw percentage has gone down over the years, so is his field goal percentage. And that's just not because of the volume of shots he takes. Again, not trying to knock Westbrook either, yeah. but... Free like throw mechanics, mechanics yeah. and free throws have a direct correlation with field goal percentage and three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons hasn't changed anything. There was a video from 2017, I think I saw it on Twitter a couple days ago. Yeah. The man says, there will not be a hack of Ben anymore. Like, I'm going to work on this in the offseason. We are four years later, yeah. and we are hacking Ben more than ever. Like, yeah. we are not... <laughs> no one is that, That's afraid. what cost him a couple games. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no one is afraid doing, to foul yeah. this guy. Nobody. No. Like, and that is a huge issue going back to why Ben Simmons and we'll, we'll talk about where he might end up going afterward, yeah, but yeah. that's why I don't think it works in Philly. It's like you're saying you can try him at the paint, but then what do you do with Joel Embiid? Mm-hmm. You're going to have your best, two best like players in the paint. You can't have them on the yeah. floor at the same time. Right. I said you that of having him minutes. at the five, I was saying like when Embiid is out. Just right. But like, no, exactly. Yeah. Like here's yeah. the issue. Those are your two best players. Yeah. yeah. How many in times theory. are you going to have them out? Like one out, one in. You need, they're your best players. They're especially, supposed to be especially playing in the together. Playoffs, especially in the playoffs. Exactly. You're you're telling me you don't want to have your best defender with, ben, with with Joel Embiid on the court? Yeah. Like, 
that's great defensively. Yeah. But you can't yeah. have him offensively on the same like playing field if Ben likes being in the paint and Joel is supposed to be in the paint. You don't want Joel shooting threes either. Yeah. You no. don't want him outside the paint. That's been my argument with with Ben Simmons. Like, if you want to be a point guard in the NBA and he wants to be a point guard, you have to shoot because you can't have two non-shooters out on the floor at the same time. You know what I mean? It, it worked. You know, you can have Rudy Gobert out there who does nothing for you on offense if, unless you set him up. Um, but it's fine because everybody else can shoot, right? Right. Your, your, your point guard, whether it's Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell, they can go out there and, and score and, and set you up to succeed and give you the space you need. But Ben Simmons can't do that. He just can't. And like like we said, like, if you're a point guard in today's league, you have to be able to score. Like, if you were talking about like Patrick Beverly, that's fine if you're just a defender. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting paid thirty million a year, right? Is the expectation right? There's Patrick an expectation. Beverly versus Ben Simmons, a hundred percent. You're expected. You're a number one pick. You have been like, so you were supposed to be the guy to take Joel Embiid and the Sixers to the next level. Like you were. That's that was your destiny. That was your plan. That was supposed to be Anakin. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was your brother. That's like Embiid right now. Embiid's Obi Wan, and he's freaking Embiid, bro, Anakin Skywalker. Nobody can't stand him anymore. And, nah, well, did you see sure. the? Did you see the highlight? I don't know if you guys saw it. Where it was the play where Simmons passes out of the dunk, mm-hmm. and then Thibault gets the thing. You see Embiid on the top of the key, and you just see him kind of like, kind of like go like, why? Like take it. Like oh, when he, he passed up the dunk. Yeah, like yeah. when he passed up the dunk. Yeah, yeah, Simmons yeah. is coming up do- back yep. to the court for the free throw thing. While well, Thibault's gonna go shoot, and like you see MB talking to him, like he's probably telling him, like, "Hey, yo, man, dunk it." He even dunk said after the game. Remember, he said after the game that oh, the, the reporter asked him, "When do you think? Uh, like, what was the turning point? Yeah. When, when did everything go downhill for you guys?" And he said he was like, "Honestly, uh, it was when uh, we had an open dunk, and we ended up with just one free throw made." Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, he threw him under the bus. So but like, he deserved to be thrown under the did. bus. He yeah. did. At <laughs> that point, it did four, and again, four like, years together, like yeah. three years. I yeah. mean, like, and yeah, it comes with that continuity too. Like, you've been with this guy for like years. It's not like you just got this guy. Like, like you're trying to. If figure anyone out, like, knows what Ben Simmons' work ethic is, it's Joel Embiid. Yeah, well, Absolutely. and you can even just go through anybody like that has been in the organization. Mm. Like anybody right, can right. tell you, but kind of like transitioning into the Ben Simmons thing. Let's talk about where can where can you see the next fit? Like, so let's say in the hypothetical world. I mean, it may not even be hypothetical in a couple weeks. We don't know. Yeah. But let's say Ben Simmons and the Sixers are done. They got to trade him somewhere. Yeah. Where do you think... Let, let's do two things. Let's do where do you think he'll end up and where do you think the best fit for him is? So, okay. Benny, what, what, what do you think, Benny? Like, in terms of where do you think he'll get traded? If if I'm Ben Simmons and, like, the Sixers tell me that they want to move on from me and but they want to work with me to see... They let me choose, basically, more or less where I want to go, the type of team. I'm probably not looking for the best fit with the roster i think i'm looking more at a much better organizational structure and coaching staff that's that i know that they're going to want to work with me and that that they're going to know the type of team that i need around me to be able to succeed they know the type of training that i need to be able to succeed so you're saying kind of like i would be looking at a toronto so you're saying like they Mm. would gear the offense or like the gameplay toward his style yeah and then the signings the draft picks that they're gonna make they're gonna have me ben simmons in mind not joel Embiid. like like in the sense of like like how the sixers focus on joel yeah they focus on joel Embiid. they They don't focus on simmons Simmons side because they think of simmons as more like yeah he needs to go to the place ben simmons ben simmons who who is the sixers lack accountability but notice how whenever something goes wrong for the sixers and rightfully so to an extent who's who's the one guy that gets the, all the blame it's ben simmons yeah yeah 
Brett Brown might get fired, sure, but Ben Simmons is the guy that people talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doc Rivers should get fired, in my opinion, but Ben Simmons is who we're talking about. I would say like, like I would say, I think, yeah, I think they should. I think they should. You're gonna get the same thing you're gonna get next year. I don't know. Like, uh, look at Blazers. We're gonna talk about the Blazers well, later. I mean, like we're talking about if, if Simmons is gone, then you want to see what it looks like without without him and just with Embiid and, and Doc and see if that can work because I think they have a good relationship with each other. Uh, and everybody else on the team, I think, it respects Doc. So. I don't think he would. I don't think he would end up in Toronto just because it's the whole like Eastern Conference and Toronto might be kind of like a sleeper maybe next year. Yeah. But in terms like of a Toronto San Antonio that type of organizational structure is what he needs. Right. Yeah. No, I would say he needs to go to a place where he's the star, the only yeah star. So like you know he just balls out. And and also thinking about like what teams can get him. I know we're talking about like we're an ideal situation free of any like contract restrictions that other team are, are gonna right. have to deal with if they want to trade for him. But let's think contract. Let, let's let's think in the parameters of what like teams can do yeah. and what teams can't if, if do. He's, if he's if I was thinking of a team like Detroit, for example. Okay. You know what I mean? Where they they probably have the assets that they can go get him. I don't know what the salary cap situation is, but outside of Jeremy okay. Grant, I don't think they're so. So the first the, pick would they give him the first pick? No. So, no, no. You don't trade anything about. So with the Pistons, yeah. they do have a crazy amount of salary cap that they can take in yeah. so for example i think jeremy grant gets paid around like 18 mil mm-hmm. ben simmons is around 30 33 mil i think next year and if you look at the way they want to play <clears throat> in terms of like defensively because jeremy grant's a great defender bring in another defender in ben simmons and also jeremy grant i don't think you want jeremy grant as your primary ball handler you probably mm-hmm. want him more of a ben simmons so, so but like yeah. let's okay so if again detroit yeah. i like the idea of having simmons as a focal point because yeah who else is going to be the focal point there but then again yeah, Cade Cunningham that's about to come in. They're not going to draft That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, they're not drafting true. Evan Mobley. I don't want to yeah. hear the talk yeah, about anybody else. Coming. It's Cade nah, Cunningham. It's going to be Cade, yeah. You have a guy that they're pretty high on, Killian Hayes, that he's a great facilitator already. Cade Cunningham can do all the things that, like, he can move around. He can set screens. He can come off ball screens. He can drive into the paint. Mm-hmm. Killian Hayes isn't that kind of guy yet. Maybe he can be. You're adding Simmons to that. Well, the question is, do you want Simmons to be a point guard? Or do you want it to be a, right. a par forward? But like, so, Draymond Green, sort of like, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. So then, but then yeah. who's your, who, where's the offense? Well, again, if you have him surrounded by guys like Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes But is Killian Hayes a starter? He's not like, a, Killian Hayes would have been good as a backup on the Sixers this year because they didn't have, like, George Hill was not that so good. So you're saying that Killian Hayes would be part of that trade? Like no, no, I'm like, saying if he ends up in if he ends up in Detroit and Killian Hayes is still there, like it could work. Like if he's but then he's you have Kate Cunningham too. Yeah, well and then that's you trade one of them. You trade, you trade unless you want to play Kate Cunningham as yeah. as a, in like a shooting guard type. Right, role. but here's the other thing too. Yeah. Ben Simmons at the center position, he's not gonna have the ball in his hand. Right, but he's again, it's kind of like a different look, like Draymond Green out there with Steph Curry. Right, but Draymond know? Green has the ball in his hand at all times. Yeah, yeah. Draymond literally brings it up and then Steph Curry with the handoff, or right. Steph Curry brings it up, Draymond sets him a screen. Right, like the ball has to be in Simmons's hand. If he's gonna be a Draymond Green type, so where do you think he would fit? So or or maybe right, not fit like, or ideal. Like what, so, yeah, what, what would, would be make sense for him? For him. Yeah. It can't be a team that's trying to <laughs> it's trying to rebuild. It can't. So for example, in my opinion, it can't be Detroit because they have a vision in mind that's long term. Ben Simmons is not a long term project. He's twenty four. He can develop in a couple years, yeah. but he's at a point where you kind of know what he is already. And if you trade for him, that means you're dedicating yourself to that like thing. Yeah. You're not going to have a lot of He's a project. He's a project. I think it's going to have to be a team that's been stuck. A team that's yeah. like, hasn't like, it's trying to like, the, they're like, that next right. round of the playoffs. Middle of the pack. Like yeah. Right. So like they're middle of the pack. They don't know what else to, to do. They've done a bunch of other things. It hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to like semi blow it up, but not blow it up completely. They uh-huh. want to see what happens. Right. Right. The team 
Okay, I'm a Warriors fan. I know I'm a fan. I'd be interested in seeing Ben Simmons on yes, the Warriors. No, yes, yes. I'd, I'd be interested. Me too. Me this too. is why. There's multiple trade options, right? You can trade Wiggins. I wouldn't want to trade Wiggins, but you can trade Wiggins. He has a $28, $29 million salary. Ben Simmons, $33 million. Mm-hmm. With trade exceptions and all that, maybe you have to add another guy. That's fine. The Warriors have a 7th and 14th pick. If they wanted to trade that too, they could trade one of those picks with them. On top of that, they have some bench players that they can trade as well. I'm not saying they're like going to change the perspective in Philly and like they're not going to get an offensive guy that's like a juggernaut or anything right. like that. But if they're getting the first round, their first round picks, like, right? You can yeah. use those guys you as your flip, bench players. You can flip those. Pick, if you're Philadelphia, you can flip those. Picks you can again. flip those picks exactly. as well since yeah. they're not dedic- they're not part of the um the thirty to sixty ninety day um, right trade um mm-hmm. rule. So you can do that. Warriors wouldn't be bad for Simmons. It, w- it wouldn't ideally work for the Sixers. The one that I think the Sixers can do, mm-hmm. and I don't think either team's gonna get better for this. But <laughs> I mean, it works on the NBA team. I'm, I'm saying like if we're yeah. trying to like experiment, I like the Warriors. I like that's a good one. If we're yeah. trying to experiment here, if we're trying to like say like you know like it hasn't worked for either team, the Trailblazers. And I'm not yep. even saying for Dame. Yep. I'm saying for CJ McCollum. Yeah. Think about it. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are great, but it doesn't work. It hasn't worked for years, right? There's no defense on the Trailblazers at all. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yusuf Nurkic is about to become a free agent, I'm pretty sure, next year or this year. He's getting $12 million a year. I think next year, yeah. They're not going to pay that guy over $23, 24000000 million. He's going to get paid like a big-time guy. But how do you – so you're saying Ben Simmons to Portland, right? So I'm saying Ben Simmons to Portland. How does that work does with that work, ball handling? With, with so Dame with Dame, Dame. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. I guess if you're saying he's going to be Draymond – but I'm saying I would, he's gonna, I would want Dame with the ball, though. At the you want Dame game, with the example. ball, but you yeah. can also set up Dame a lot better with Ben Simmons, and you can with mm-hmm. what he has right now. Yeah. On top of that, you have defense. I don't know how else to say this. <laughs> when the Blazers can play defense besides yeah. Covington. Yeah, they traded the only guy that could. And, yeah. Uh, and I think and then, Covington's a free agent this year. And you can say maybe CJ's not enough for Ben Simmons, but if you're the Sixers mm-hmm. and someone comes up to you and says, hey, look, we can't oh. give you an all-NBA all defensive guy, but yeah. what we can give you is a guy who can get you 20, 21 points a game, and he's proven for years he can do it. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's played with Dame, so you know he doesn't have to be the guy a to line up, score. A lineup with Seth Curry, McCollum, uh, Tobias Harris, and Bede. Add Maxi to that. Add Maxi to that. that You have yeah. enough of a balance yeah. there to compensate yeah. for the offensive woes that the yeah. that the. Sixers have, yeah, or like the at least the Ben Simmons part, yeah. So I think the Blazers could that's be, probably the, be the best player that they could get in, in, in a straight it, it, trade. To that point, I think a sneaky one that could probably be Indiana if they get Brogdon back or something, because mm. I think Brogdon and McCollum are are kind of close. I don't think it's like he's like way better. Two Maybe. different types of players, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it'd be a little. It would work. So would you say that it'd be Indiana? Who, with, who are you trading from Indy though? Brogdon. You're trading Brogdon to he goes to Philly, yeah. Okay, so then it would be a lineup: Simmons, Karis Levert, T.J. Warren when he comes back from injury, Sabonis, Turner. That's that, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That's pretty good. That's probably an upgrade for Indiana. I think so. Yeah, I mean it depends. Like it depends yeah. honestly because because that lineup makes sense. But like think about it: this the one. lineup does make sense. But you know what but, I mean. And Levert's gonna have the ball. Right, but I'm also Levert thinking from the perspective of how much time. value, or not just value, but just like how much Malcolm Brogdon does for your team. Yeah, that's true. Like we saw it last year with the Bucks. Without, like, I mean, like, the year that they didn't have Drew Holiday, the year, mm. last year, last year. Yeah, yeah. When Malcolm Brogdon left, they were lost in the playoffs. But I feel like, lost. obviously, the scoring, but Ben Simmons can do a lot for well, your Well, not even too. just the scoring, the leadership. Malcolm Brogdon is yeah. known to be, like, a solid, solid guy. Yeah. And yeah. he's been proving he gets better every year. He He's 
He's a solid guy as a third, fourth yeah. option. He could be great for your team. So I think Indiana's not a bad option. I just, I'm kind of wondering how that would work because we haven't seen enough of Indy with TJ Warren, Karis LeVert. We haven't seen right. that blend. And they also yeah. got Brogdon for like nothing, right? They, 20 mil a year. They, well, I'm saying when they got him from, uh, oh, they, they signed him they as a free agent? They signed okay, him yeah. 20 mil a year. I think, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's actually a flat contract. Like it's not yeah. going to go up from 20 oh, mil no, so for the next like, two years. Price. So that's yeah. like, that's a really good asset. Yeah. So Indy could be interesting. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, with Simmons, it's it's not just about where he ends up. It's about him. He's got to want yeah. to change. I'm, this is a hot take. He should switch hands when shooting. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, at this point, that's like... I, I read a stat online. I, I forget where it was. I think it was like Basketball Reference or one of these other stat websites. 70% of his offense is from his right hand. Like yeah, when he's, layups, like when, he's he's doing, layups, when he's doing layups, oh, okay, when he's yeah. dunking, all of his points yes. in his career, 70% are with his right hand. He does everything with his right hand, except shoot. So, it makes you wonder, right? Like, yeah, you no, know, if you're just experimenting, switch. and if yeah. you're not going to change with your left, try something different. Yeah. It's it, it's worked for other guys. Maybe they're not the greatest shooters, but Tristan Thompson, for example, he came into the league as a yeah, lefty. That, that's what I was going to say. He's, it, he's, he's a been, righty now. When he switched, his free throw percentage went up. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I don't know if he really does any jump shots. He doesn't really. Feet, but the free throw is honestly probably the most important thing for him. That's what so I'm saying. He may like, he may never be a three. For Simmons, he yeah. needs the first step for him to get better is making sure he has a form, which means free throws. He yes. needs to make free throws. I don't know how he's gonna do it. I don't know who he's gonna talk to. I don't. The universe has to align for him to get this right. Yeah. He needs a guru, basically. But he needs to get the free throw. He needs to leave Philly. He. I think we can all agree that Philly's just not gonna. It's not the for place him. for him. Yeah. It like it's just not a good fit. So Philly's not the place. I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even like or I don't think any of us would um would fault even Joel Embiid if he's like I'm out of here. I've given. I mean, if he demanded it, I mean, it would have to be like I've given you guys like that six the years. organization didn't do anything yeah, uh, right. after you know in this in this offseason upcoming that they really didn't do anything for if him. The roster's the same, and the roster's the same. They go another and year. He, and he goes up to them and say, "Hey, you got to trade Ben Simmons," and they don't do it. That's gonna yeah. be a huge problem. And huge I think problem. like just going like just to kind of conclude this, yeah. it's kind of a shame that this happened because it there is. were times that we genuinely believed. I think the year that they had Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the year they would have won. That was the year. Like I don't think there oh, yeah. would have been a question in my mind that if they get, and uh, I get mad at Joel Embiid at this part, but <laughs> if Kawhi doesn't make that corner shot, right, and if Ben Simmons is allowed to stay on Kawhi Leonard, Correct. not Joel Embiid, cut off Ben Simmons's path to try to go get Kawhi. Yeah, for for the audience out there, if you haven't seen that play, look at that play after you brought it up one yeah. time, easy, yeah. and if you just look at Ben Simmons and what Joel Embiid does. He cuts off Ben Simmons. He completely totally cuts off Ben and Simmons. Gives Kawhi and a bunch of space. Like they switch on the spot. Yeah. But like yeah. Joel Embiid is a little late. Well, yeah. it's not even that he's just a little late. He's coming across the court exactly. to chase right. down Kawhi when yeah. Ben Simmons is on Kawhi. And not just that, the angle of where Kawhi's going, it's better for a lefty defender to put his arm up. Exactly. He's going that he's going, way. He's shooting with his right hand, so you want a so lefty defender. If your body yeah. orientation is lefty, it's not more natural to shuffle that way and be able to get a contest on that. Exactly. So. Going back to this. But yeah, let's, let's, wrap it, so, let's wrap this up. So, like, it's just a really, it's just a huge shame because that team yeah. was perfect. Yeah. That team was literally built perfectly. You, That's probably the pinnacle of, of their success is probably, with Ben Simmons. Is, right. Is going to be that. And team. it worked for Ben Simmons because he wasn't relied on so much. Yeah. Jimmy Butler was. It was for the right. first time that Joel Embiid had somebody that he, he can rely on as a scorer. And then it also eased the tension for Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. Even though Tobias Harris, I, don't, I, I can't really remember his stats because I don't remember anybody's stats, but... I can't imagine it would have been worse for Tobias Harris having Jimmy Butler on the floor. 
And then yeah. the bench, like the bench is the bench. They they just have to do their JJ job. JJ Reddick was a big part JJ, of that team as well. JJ Reddick was yeah. on that team, and that's too. why before he got washed, like totally washed. Yeah. Right, yeah. like that was when he was still yeah. like really good. And if you and they have Seth Curry this year, and you know, I mean, and that was a great trade. That was a great trade. That was a great move. And they still couldn't. They still that, couldn't that yeah. height. Yeah. So it's it's just a shame. So but, it's a shame. Um, I think we all agree. Ben Simmons is not long. It's not over for him though. He it's not over for him. He can still improve. He yeah. needs to be in the right situation. But we'll see what happens. And you know, a lot. You know. Like we talked about, a lot of the blame. There's a lot of blame to go around but, for Philadelphia. But in my opinion, it goes to Ben Simmons. Yeah, I, I would. I, I would say if you're gonna say shoulders like 51 percent and more, yeah, probably Ben Simmons. Yeah. Ben Simmons. Um, all right, so let's move on here to our next segment, which is gonna be kind of just talk about us, who we like in the NBA, so you guys can get to know us a little better. And it's gonna be our favorite team, so who we all root for, all right. and that team's best. Our, our favorite run of that team. So basically, the, the year that we watched that team and we were just attached to that year, we love them. We love that specific roster oh, so like when, much. When, when we run. fell in love with the team, it could be when we fell in love with the team. It could be just an amazing run that they had. At any point in our fandom, at any point in our fandom, okay. can we go with like different teams for each one? Uh, sure. Yeah, All of right, course. Cool, cool. It, it could be it, it could be your favorite team, or it could just be a team like a favorite run team. Or just a, 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 a one year you happen to watch Indiana and you love right. that Indiana team run. Yours, you know? yours is gonna be. I think we'd all. Yeah, agree I think, the one we, I think we all know where we're gonna you go. Start this off? I'll, I'll kick it off. So, <laughs> I'm a Heat fan, obviously a huge Heat fan, but I have just an incredible attachment to the grit and grind Memphis Grizzlies, yeah. especially the year I, I think it was the 2011 playoffs where they yeah. beat the Spurs. I think it was in the first round. It was the first round. And, was the first round. and they were in an eight seed. The Spurs oh. were one seed. It was incredible. I just remember watching that. I hate the Spurs. And at that point, at that point, I didn't really hate them as much as I do now because they didn't have those battles with the Heat. But I still just fucking hated them. So <laughs> lo- love Zebo, Marcus Gasol, Tony Allen, OJ Mayo, Mike Conley. That was a great lineup. Like. That team was so good, and I think they ended up losing in the second round, but that was just phenomenal run. That was a great team. A great team. Great era. Grit and grind yeah, era, Yeah, those, right? those, those like, from 2011 to, like, 2014, the year they made the conference finals, I think You it was did not want to see those guys in the playoffs. Yeah. Whether you knew yeah. you were going to beat them or not. That line, that matchup against the Warriors, uh, I, yeah. I believe it was the Warriors in 2015, I was like, oh, man, I remember we were watching it together. Yeah. We all got together to watch those games, and that was so fun. Um, so yeah, I love that Gasol. I love, I just love Marc Gasol. He's just like, to me, obviously like he, he's kind of a cement footed, right? He just can't move around <laughs> I mean, so much. Even in his prime, now, especially now, even in his prime, he wasn't that great of a defender, but I just love the way he played. Well, he, he was like he one was of the, a, he was a decent, yeah, he, he was, was he won defensive player of the year, but exactly, like, yeah. Yeah. like he wasn't yeah. bad for a couple of years. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad for, he had yeah. a run. He had like a little mini and run And not to there. mention that yeah. like, he was the best, like he was arguably the best center in the league and the best defensive team. That's true. Yeah. So like, yeah. That's a huge part of like his success as a player, not yeah. just offensively, but as a defender. As he well. he was a good help defender. Yeah, if you look at it, the way he he kind of handled like uh, other people, other people's assignment getting past them. Right, if there's like a if somebody got past OJ Mayo, he'd be able to clean up. He was like a great garbage man, so to speak, on, on defense. <laughs> there you go. Uh, shout out Oscar. <laughs> um, but um, uh, but yeah, I just love that team. I love Gasol. Tony Allen's like. Incredible. It's a great team. Mike like Conley was awesome. He might be my favorite player on that team. Mike I Conley. love Mike Conley. I'm glad he's finally getting more shine this year in Utah. So and he got his bag too. And he got that teams. bag. And he yeah. got that bag. And he got the All Star, even if it was just kind of a shoe in. Kind of no, but he finally yeah. got it. He finally got he finally it. Got I mean, like, it. well I, deserved. I, I respect yeah. it, but like it was a career All Star. It wasn't like it a, was definitely a career All Star. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like a oh yeah he was great this year All Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a makeup. How about? What's your favorite team? Like your favorite team and then favorite run yeah. for that team? Because I know you're gonna go with the same team for both. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> like Mike. I'm a Heat fan. Um, my favorite run from the Heat 
in like like the 15 probably almost 20 years that i've been watching them might have honestly been last year's team it might sound like uh like recency bias but that run that we went on were big on the dogs against the bucks mm-hmm. spanked them big on the dogs against the celtics spanked them again well game six but you know you could say you spanked them that's fine tyler hero put 37 points <laughs> <laughs> game four the block the block Fair enough. Yeah. the block from would, bam would, the, the block from bam i would is, say the block yeah. from bam the, was the thing i remember most from the, that series. the block yeah. from bam probably from that entire run it's so yeah, it's yeah. it's honestly it's it's hard for me to say the ray allen shot is 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 oh. is, is, is higher obviously because it has yeah. it had more meaning we would yeah, have lost the finals yeah. Tread lightly Tread but lightly. that band block is right like oh you need to stop right it's now. right there <laughs> it's like a right millimeter there, of distance bro. between your hands it's right there, there we would have lost the game it was a game three we, we would have lost the game yeah ray was allen, game... you would have lost the finals no no, no ray <laughs> that's, what, yeah, that's no. why it's not that's why it's not higher bro, it's you're for, putting for, just for the, yeah. for everyone listening yeah. he has his hands like probably like two <laughs> inches away from each other it's not like a gap it's this tiny window that like he's just comparing a bam block game three conference finals to ray allen game six off an offensive rebound from chris bosh that block, it's almost insulting that you're saying this that block set the tone for how the rest of the series is going to go. The, the thing I love about that run last year, though, is just the irrational confidence that you and I had in all, every other Heat fan that we knew we were going to beat the Bucks. We knew we had Philly's number. Like, we knew, like you know, we were just so confident Indiana. Same but thing. we knew we were underdogs at the same time. We knew we were underdogs, but, like, in terms of, like, real eyes, like you and I, when we would talk, yeah. like, we just were super, like, confident. confident that we would beat those teams and then prove it to, saw... like, the national media that we were actually, like, hey, they just Because good. they played so, that team played so well together, especially yeah. when we made the addition of Jay Crowder. Oh, yeah. That team played so well together. And the regular and, like, season, you, see, you like, made, to your amazing. point, yeah, yeah, to your point of, like, the, the national media, yeah. that's because they just weren't paying attention to the Heat, but, like, for exactly. us that were watching the team, we saw, like, this team... Could actually go pretty far. Maybe against not win those the specific like top three, against those matchups. top four teams. Yeah, it was yeah that, that, yeah that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a sweep like ESPN would say. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that got me, dude. The amount of times all the national media pundits would just like pick the other team against yeah. us. You'd see like you know before the series started, say, "I'll oh, pick your pick for the series." Dude. And even and if we were yeah. being like neutral fans, we probably would have picked the other teams too. Yeah, yeah we weren't honestly, we weren't paying honestly, attention. I would have like, picked, of course, Giannis. So, As yeah, a neutral see, fan. I could see it going either way, and yeah. there was even polls on Twitter saying that Heat were winning that series. Oh, I'm not really? saying there were, there were. Yeah. Like ESPN for sure was riding every other team but the Heat. Like yeah. there's no yeah. doubt, even Fox. But Sports like the general public, the I general guess, public I guess had a better like idea. The national right. NBA. That's analysts. fair. That's fair. The right. general public probably the general had a better public idea. has a brain where they actually have seen basketball. Yeah. And they know that Mike Budenholzer is a coach for the Bucks, so they You're know right. it's going to go wrong. Yeah. NBA Twitter knows. Yeah, they res- they respected our team more. Yeah, yeah. and I think to that point, they just understood that it was just like a matchup thing too with the Heat. Where like they match up perfectly, yeah. like they, Bam, who's Bam not like who can't Bam cover yeah. defensively? Exactly, he can yeah. go to the perimeter. I've seen plays where he locked down Steph Curry, like it's on amazing. a dribbling yeah, yeah, yeah. in the perimeter. He locked up Embiid one time and uh, yeah. during hard, that, bro, hard. It, 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 I figured it was a regular season game that year or a, or a playoff game. Was this year too? We didn't play him in the playoffs, so it was regular season. Yeah, game. yeah, exactly. So it was yeah. regular season. But we he locked up Embiid one time so hard that he had him in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And he turned. It was like at the end of the game, and Embiid was gonna try to uh, to throw a shot up to win. And he just locked him up so hard, him and I think it was Kelly Olynyk too. They just locked him up so hard that he ends up turning the ball over. I'm like, once you see that, those sorts of things from Bam is like why he's such a special player because he can yeah. do that against anybody in the league. For sure. Except, sure. except Anthony Davis, I guess. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. bump yeah. shoulder, whatever. So for me, that's my favorite excuses. team. That's my favorite yeah. run was last yeah. year, even though yeah. we've seen three championships, but that was probably my favorite. It's team. a fun yeah. run. It was, it was, it was, it was like so fun. fun. It was like, so lovable fun. underdogs. Exactly. So fun. They came out uh, like. We, we we wouldn't have expected it before the season started, maybe, for them to, like, reach the yeah. finals. But 
Yeah, it was awesome. Now, how about yeah. you? Yeah, what about you, Easy? Warriors fan. We believe Warriors. That's my team. That we was believe. that was my. I don't want to say it was the first time I was watching basketball, but it was the first time I truly started. Like after that year, it was when I started watching regular season games. Like what year was that? Like two thousand seven. It's like around that era. Yeah. I always forget the year two thousand seven, two thousand eight, or like two thousand six, two thousand seven. I don't remember. <laughs> it's one of those two years, and I just remember them beating the Mavericks. And I had no idea who anybody's name was at the time. I that was also anybody. an eight seed, one seed, right? Right, it was an eight seed, one seed. And I was just like, and this was right after the Heat had beaten the Mavs. So obviously, I'm not a huge Mavs guy. Yeah, I'm an, I'm, I'm cool with the Heat. Like that's like my my second favorite team. Yeah. No matter how many times I say you're bad local, things about you're the local. Heat, yeah, I'm local. Yeah, I have local. to support the local exactly. team. Local yeah. But I hated the Mavs at the time. They were the one seed, and I'm like, well, I hate the Mavs. Like I'm gonna go for the Warriors. Like I don't know who these Warriors are, but let's go for them. They're the yeah. AC. They're gonna lose, but whatever. They just beat them, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we believe, yes. So you fell in love with, with them right there. I fell in love with the okay. Warriors. I actually at that didn't point. know that. That, that yeah. was the team. So that about. was the Baron Davis. Yeah. That was the right. friggin' Andre Beadrins. <laughs> you got <laughs> Troy Murphy. Oh, no, nah, I'm about Utah. Utah. They lost to Utah, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. but yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah, a good yeah. Utah team, though. That, that was a good Utah team. Yeah. Um, but that was my team. Mm-hmm. Al Harrington was there too. Steven Jackson. You got all these guys, Matt Barnes, guys that like, you put them on a team together, and you're expecting like a giant fight. Like you don't expect them to actually like have a smooth game, but they just made it work. Like they what's, were, the, what's that term of like uh, gel? Or it's like misfits. Like like you just pluck a whole bunch of random, not maybe like random guys or guys that you wouldn't expect to like blow up together, or right? Play together. Like you just pick them up yeah. and you're like, we'll put this guy, this guy, this guy. Baron and Davis. It Baron yeah. Davis was on one in that series. Let me tell you. That a lot dunk, of credit goes to that coach. Was that Don Nelson? Was that that Don was Nelson? um yeah I think it was Don Nelson yeah. It was Don Nelson. Yeah, he was still coaching at the time because he was coaching Curry in his rookie season. Yeah. Oh, there you go. He gets a lot yeah. of credit for that for yeah. sure. So that was my favorite run. But in terms of overall, like, not even just like a, like a team. Like, I'm loving this playoff run for every team. Oh, this, happening this right now. Are fantastic. Like the oh, Suns. If you're yeah, a fan of one of awesome. these teams, you gotta love it. They, none of these teams have won the championship since before the NBA, Bro, like, NBA, just, ABA merger. This is. I can't remember so, the last time I've had really, this much fun. Yeah, that's, that's how long crazy. it's been. For, they've been to the finals. I think. Uh, I forget which teams out of these four have gone to the finals since the NBA ABA merger. But none of them have Milwaukee. Won. I think it was Milwaukee. Milwaukee's probably yeah. the last one. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, was, Milwaukee, was, Milwaukee yeah. was 1971. Yeah. yeah. They're probably the last one. That was the last ring. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Clippers had never even made the conference finals. So. Yeah. 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 But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's been such a fun run as, like, a basketball fan. Yeah. It's incredible. And Definitely I'm just... Yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like for those teams. Like, those fans. Dude, oh, man. Oh but, like, just... just It's just really fun. Like, yeah. I don't know the last time I saw a regular season and, like, a playoff... Like, really just the playoffs in general. Yeah. That, like... I'm having fun watching basketball. It's like, I'm not going through, like, a storyline that, like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Every year, we're like, yeah. at least for the decade, LeBron's making the finals. Curry. Which, like, yeah. there's something to be said about greatness like that. Oh, right, right. But, yeah. as a fan, you don't want to see the same show every year. Yeah. And every era, every decade, rather, has had its, of its dynasties. You have the Lakers. So, you know, you that's why the Spurs. That's what Warriors, I'm saying. So, I'm so glad Warriors. that we're finally getting, like, in our yeah. era, like, something fresh fresh yeah. yeah and i don't know how long it'll last i doubt it's gonna last long because it doesn't it's never lasted yeah. long in the nba yeah and it never ha- you usually have like these two three years right where it's like a little weird and then it stabilizes some right. new team comes up some new superstar gets big maybe it's zion who knows? teams that zion teams is. that underperform they go yeah. hard in the in the offseason to really revamp yeah. and then they're back or it could be one of these year. four teams we're watching right now yeah these four could teams be. Teams for sure could be. we don't know run for the next four years so that's what i'm saying so we don't know but they're in the mix at least like you have to consider them now yeah 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 so it's just fun. Especially if you're yeah. a Suns, if you're a Suns fan That's after awesome. going undefeated in the bubble last year, still not making the playoffs, and and, and, and kind of the disrespect in a way yeah. going into playoffs because like they were saying Nobody's that all of this was because of CP3, but like yeah. they those first two games against the Clippers, they 
Yeah, they, that was they, Devin Booker. They were definitely they're, like third on people's list. It was like, you know, the Lakers, if they're healthy, right? That was Utah. The year. Utah and also Clippers. And, you know, I guess Clippers versus Suns was a the Clippers big, and but, Suns were always yeah. flip-flopped. And, yeah, but uh, it's it's been a fun yeah, It's fun been playoffs. fun. It's been fun. So we got one more segment for you guys before we let you go. So we're going to do our top three favorite players. So this is any team, any era, all time. Um, I guess I'm, I'll start with you, Easy. This, Sheesh. I mean, yeah. as a Warriors fan, um, Steph Curry, that's my favorite player of all time. I'm, yeah. I'm, what that guy has done this decade, you can arguably say he, again, nobody has a counterpart against LeBron, mm. like as like a historical sense of his era, like who was his best competitor. You right. can make the case it's Steph Curry mm-hmm. in terms of like who met LeBron and who challenged LeBron for the throne. Like LeBron stayed on the throne. There's no doubt that he yeah. has maintained that. Yeah. But as like a challenger for like the guy in the league, like the face of the league, I don't think anybody's come closer than Steph Curry. Like I, I genuinely don't. He's definitely made a huge impact. What did you say? Kevin Durant, maybe? So you could say Kevin Durant, but like when you think of those Warriors teams that won, you say it's because of Kevin Durant. But who do you think of when you think of Warriors? Yeah, Steph. He, Steph. That's kind of like a Dwayne Wade, LeBron thing. Right, right? but that's yeah. what I'm saying. You think Dwayne Wade. Yeah. But LeBron is the king. Yeah. We know yeah. that Kevin Durant is Kevin probably... Kevin Durant has probably been... I would say Kevin Durant has probably been the closest to overthrowing him in that, you know, in, was it 18 or 17? Right. When they won and he locked them up and it was... You know, he had a bunch of good moments where, where he, yeah. even on LeBron, defensively, he was doing incredibly well. And obviously, offensively, he's a beast. Yeah. But I, I would agree with these. In terms it's, of, like, cultural impact yeah. and, like name association and all that with NBA players in general if you go up to your mom and you know do you know who Kevin Durant is but she might don't talk about my mom but <laughs> mom like that. Uh, but if you say hey do you know who Stephen Curry is she's probably gonna know and Stephen like we'll see the impact later on like as we get older of like what each player did for the next generation but we're seeing yeah. that now with Steph I was gonna that's what I was saying we like, we're already, if seeing, we're already it. seeing it with Steph you can't be LeBron unless you're like 6'9 six, six, right ten, but like, you can be Steph if you like I mean, like, you're not going to be Steph Steph, but, like, you're going to be a good shooter. Yeah. Like, if you work on that. You that's something that you you can be a good shooter. Exactly. Unless you're Ben Simmons. Yeah. But that's a different story. So, <laughs> a couple other players that I love. Um, myself, Steve Nash. I thought you were going to say me. Yourself, I thought you were going to say me, easy, Quavis. No, 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 no. <laughs> chill, chill with that. Uh, Steve, yeah, Steve, Steve Nash. Nash yeah. You put has, yourself before Steve Nash, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I modeled my game after Steve Nash that's when I was young. <laughs> then I just had to start scoring more. I but can that, see it. I can see it's it. It's a Steve Nash yeah. mentality. That guy was just so much fun to watch as a passer. Yeah, he was. Like, at yeah, least growing up. Like, it was awesome. It was just awesome. Like, the highlights. Just even seeing the, like, the mixtape highlights of him and, like, YouTube. Using him in 2K was always fucking awesome. Always fun. Oh, super the flashy super pass, the double yeah. B button now. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Steve Nash right there. And then oh, yeah. insane three-point rating. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I mean, just for, like, overall swagger and just, like, just, like, I can do whatever I want when I want. Clay Thompson. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. that's a lot of fun. Like, Clay yeah. Thompson has, like, Steph Curry's, like, a killer from the three. But if Klay Thompson gets hot, I'm more scared of a hot Klay Thompson than a hot Steph Curry. Game six against the Thunder is yeah. one of my favorite games yeah. all time. He could put up 40 in a quarter, honestly. If you got he, really he scored 37, right? Yeah, or like 36 yeah, in a quarter? Like yeah. I think in 29 minutes he had scored like once like yeah. like almost 50. Like It was some, it was ridiculous. So I love Klay Thompson. Those are my three guys. The NBA needs him back. The NBA does need him back. I don't know if it'll ever be the same because yeah. he always came off those screens in a sharp angle, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then just like a honorable mention, Derek Rose Prime MVP Rose. Mm. Who knows what he could have been? Vintage, vintage Rose. What could have been? What could have been? And like, just like, just seeing a guy dominate, like that guy. You saw that guy play, and you're like, I don't want to see that guy on the court. And that was the time in the league where we saw these super athletic 
like Russell Westbrook the type Westbrook's, of point guards yeah. coming in, and we just it just felt like a sea change. Like, oh, yeah. you actually win a championship with your point guard as the best player. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's still debatable, but that was definitely like a moment where you're like, For oh my sure. god, this guy in a few years he's gonna win, yeah. and they're gonna have a great team. They did have a great team. And he blew up yeah. when like LeBron came to the Heat, so it was like gonna be like well, oh, a whole rivalry every year. Yeah. It was gonna be a thing. Yeah, it was gonna be so a thing. That was unfortunate. Yeah. But uh, how about you guys? What about your players? So Benny, want to go ahead? Sure. Yeah. Uh, favorite all-time player, D Wade. And then I would probably say Kobe for sure, and then Chris Paul. Those are my three favorite players. All right, time. you want to expand on a little bit of the uh, yeah D, you, you... D Wade. The D Wade one's obvious. Uh, <laughs> heat lifer. Yeah. He never went to the Bulls. He never played for the Cavs. He only played for the Heat. <laughs> <laughs> like you did, just like you did. Yeah, it gave yeah. me like the best, my favorite Heat memories aside. Obviously, he wasn't on last year's team, but yeah, my favorite memories growing up. Like he's the reason why I fell in love with the Heat. Yeah. And then watching Kobe Bryant, I saw some similarities to D Wade, and then actually got to see Kobe Bryant live once, and I fell in love with the guy. I loved how I was. I was really, I was really into players like Kobe Bryant that, like, they were kind of seen a little bit like a villain, like Kobe was. Yeah, right. But he would still come out, and he would still be. He's the. He's gonna be the best player on the court, no matter what. All right. And he was always carrying whatever team he had, whoever was on his team. He was always. He was always pushing them through to the end. I don't know what you're talking about. Smush Parker was. Yeah. <laughs> Smush Parker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway. um, that CP3 one. I know you got a little bit of an attachment to CP3. Yeah, I do. There's gonna be a pod segment or yeah. just I got a CP3 attachment where we talk about CP3. I got a CP3. Yeah. It's the CP3 attachment is is kind of similar to Kobe. Obviously, minus the rings, he doesn't have shit. But he's <laughs> <laughs> got some all NBA, uh, all defensive team. Yeah, maybe. yeah, but that's what it is. That's that's honestly right. what it is. Is like is complete, how how good he is player. offensively, how good he is defensively. Mm-hmm. Like what a good leader that guy is. Like Makes sense. how that yeah. guy oh, how that guy does step up. I think he's I think he's been pretty unlucky in the playoffs. Like that could be a pot in itself. Yeah, yeah. He's been pretty unlucky in the playoffs where there's injuries to himself or like teammates or teammates letting him down. Whatever. Like, I I love CP three. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I feel that. Obviously, my number one is gonna be Dwayne Wade too this incredible yeah. like you talk about the reason you fell in love with the heat same for me like really the sport of basketball because like yeah. that 06 championship team i mean i would say from 04 to 06 once Shaq came here yeah that's when i started really paying attention to basketball right because obviously it was all the hype we were probably like eight or nine years old um and i remember going to basketball summer camps and like <laughs> watching him on tv and because they had the tvs on there and it was just incredible so i love Dwayne wade all those moments of him jumping on the scorer's table, all that stuff. Yeah. I, like, it, you know, yeah. I don't need to go on. Like, it's it's obvious at this point if you're a Heat fan. Like, you say Dwayne Wade, it speaks for itself. Like, exactly, yeah. He's just I don't an think, incredible human being, yeah. too. And I don't, yeah. I don't think there was a person in Miami after that 06 run yeah. that wasn't wearing, like a kid, that wasn't oh, wearing the Converse Wades. Converse Wades. The shoes, Converse the jersey. Like, yeah. I, I don't think there was a basketball shoe I got other than that shoe growing up. For sure. Up. Oh, 100%. Yeah, same. I had I had those exact yeah. shoes. I had the the Nike red and white uh, uh, basketball shoes, too. Yeah, that, just a yeah. Miami staple. Like, yeah. you think Miami Heat, you should only be thinking about Pat yeah. Riley than Wade. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, maybe Spolstra in a couple years. Like, Could even arguably make all Miami sports. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, he's up there with Marino and Shumar. Yeah. He's above, in my opinion, he's, he's above, above. He's above. He's above. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he's above. In terms of, like, just, I mean, like, just bringing winning. Yeah. Like, what team in Miami, like... Can yeah. you think of like one guy mm-hmm. and winning? Yeah, and also zero controversies in this dude. I mean, I don't want to say zero because I guess like, he's been some stuff, but he, you know, he's like a model citizen. So yeah, he's a good guy. A good sure. guy. Good you guy. Know, we all, we all. Yeah, he made us proud. Like, 
Yeah, he made us proud to be like our friend, yeah to, to be, be our guy from Miami right. to be a basketball yeah. fan in Miami. It was yeah. great. Like, he so, represented us well, like oh, as a yeah. team, like and great yeah, ambassador. Our, our values yeah. and all yeah. stuff. It was great. Uh, so he's two? my number one. My number two, I would say, I was debating, but I think I'm gonna go with Shaq, just because again when he got oh, here, man. I know he's like super frustrating, but just like he's just so oh, dominant. Oh, that's what I, I yeah. but by my oh, I meant yeah. like oh, like so good. Like, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. No, he's so dominant and just such a fun guy, and he's still on TV, so you get to see him every day. Yeah, um, I love Shaq. I, I don't know. When he came here, it was like, it was like he brought Disney World. Like it was like Disney World because he's just <laughs> such a like larger than life character. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, every sure. time I see yeah. Shaq, I still like the first thought, no matter what. Like yeah. I'll look at Shaq, I'll think of the teams when he was with us, and exactly. like the memories from watching him play. Yeah, first. I don't think of the Lakers because you know obviously. No, you just think here. of him. I, I think of him here in a Heat jersey. Like, no, I think about know. the Lakers. <laughs> no, I mean most people, ninety nine percent. Yeah, exactly. Are like if, the you're, if you're not a Heat yeah. fan, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll think about like winning the title. Exactly. So love Shaq, and then number three, I don't know. I want to say Mike Miller as a joke, just because that. Shoeless Mike Miller. Honorable mention Mike Miller for uh, me. No, I'll definitely honorable mention Mike Miller for me. Shoeless Mike Miller or like shoe. Specifically shoeless. Yeah. I thought you were gonna bring back, up one of those uh, back totally fucked up. That's that Mike Miller. Yeah, yeah that Mike Miller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought you were gonna bring up one of those Grizzlies players. Oh, I no, yeah, were... I'm, I'm. I'm gonna say Zebo. Just like obviously, like kind of a dirty player, quote unquote. Um, and he did some dirty things, but uh, I just like the way he played. I was just, you know. He had, he kind of had a shot, and it was good from like fifteen feet and in. Yeah, and he could shoot a three every now and then and spice things up. But I just love the way he played. I love the he was like undersized, but getting all these rebounds against bigger guys. Yeah, he was a solid 15-11 guy. He was I, he was putting like, up great double doubles. Yeah, yeah, and like we couldn't tell if it was meaningful or not yeah. his stats when he was like with the Knicks, right, right, or like the Blazers even right. like a little yeah. bit. But when, once we got to Memphis and we saw that they needed that like yeah. offensive scoring from someone exactly we found out that no he could be a great he could be a solid scorer for your team yeah. he's a legend in him him and tony allen were like the perfect guys for that grit and grind team like they represented that everything city. about that team well. and the way they wanted to play that city um it's almost like you know it's like almost having two udonis haslams on your team in a way because <laughs> but, but like you know obviously their peak lasted longer than UDs did for um, anyone honorable mention udonis for anyone who's a heat fan yeah. listening to this like yeah. you're welcome for having only heat fans here yeah because <laughs> the amount of heat comparisons you're gonna hear oh, yeah. on honorable every pod there's gonna be a lot of heat right but just, just in terms of like in terms of the leadership i guess you could say. yeah and um, like but he also but they also backed it up because they're very good tony allen was mostly a defensive player but regardless zebo like he could do it all like i love Zebo, fun guy fun i love his post moves he i was, was using him in 2k11 guy. 2k11 specifically bro just amazing the grizzlies it was so fun zebo was awesome i love watching yeah. zebo yeah and so that grizzlies a unique team. player a unique player just different yeah yeah big guy but like skill it's almost like yeah. it's how you want zion a little bit to play yeah it kind of is because yeah. like less athleticism obviously yeah, yeah, yeah it's like again like zion is zebo but with athleticism zebo has craftiness and yeah and, and a little bit of polish and yeah I think, uh, zion, zion could learn from that could sure. learn from zion that, but, yeah. zion has the same body type he's lefty he's, yeah yeah exactly seems like almost like a yeah. natural fit Right. For That's like, the thing about Zima, dude. He was lefty. It's like it just looks. I mean, the lefty, lefty love yeah, that added to. Yeah, two lefties on that team. I gotta make that all NBA yeah. lefty list just because I'm lefty. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah, we gotta, gotta, we gotta put that on there. Starting with uh, you. <laughs> before the injuries. Before, before, the, injuries. before the ACLs. Before we'll get ACLs. we'll get into the ACLs. Plural ACLs. But uh, I think that basically yeah. covers everything yeah. for our maiden voyage into yeah. the it's podcast our, world. It's our first episode. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. They, you listeners have taken our uh, podcast v cards, so yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys. So sit with that for a little while. <laughs> let that let that sit for a but, bit. But um, you know, uh, 
just to wrap up, I guess you can expect more content from us in the coming weeks. Uh, we tr we're going to try to do kind of evergreen topics like these that kind of last yeah. a while. Um, but hopefully, once we get things into a better better rhythm, we can do kind of reactionary right. pods to a more... specific game or a series. Or exactly. So we'll, we'll get into the swing up. of things. Finals are coming hopefully up. Hopefully we can get finals. In. I think we'll do a finals preview probably the next week or two. So, yeah. you know, watch and out for that. We can probably expect around two episodes a week. Yeah, I would say two episodes a week. That's, that's yeah, what, that, that, that's that would be our probably our typical format. Probably one more about current events and then one maybe more historical. We might get into some um, players, Hall of Fame. Should they be in the Hall of Fame? Do yeah, they like deserve to be? Yeah, like deep dives dedicated to that right. player or like that team or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, and stay dives. tuned for different segments that we have in the works. And, yeah, we got, uh, we got a lot coming up. Yeah, stay patient in terms of the production quality because that's <laughs> only going to improve. And I hope this podcast is uh, listenable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, keep tuning in and we'll have more stuff for you. Love you guys. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs>